A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. 2020 was a great wine grape growing season, but 2021 was tough. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. This is the word from Philippe Coquard, the owner and winemaker at Wollersheim Winery. He gave me a season review of the summer and the harvest for their grapes, starting with the good news. They were spared from a spring frost. It wasn't fun. Uh, it was a tough growing season. Uh, we were uh, spared from spring frost because of equipment. Uh, we have a wind machine, or we have a couple wind machine, which uh, will start on their own at 35 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, protected the crop, and that was good. So this is one of the few years that we haven't had uh, spring frost. However, we had a drought followed by lots of humidity, rain. July was maybe the wettest or the hardest month to uh, deal with fungus. You know, as a result, um, the crop was okay, nothing great. Uh, Sugar wasn't quite as high as we hoped because the foliage was somewhat affected by the fungus. And it was kind of a hit and miss throughout the year. Uh, some field did really well and some uh, not good at all. Yeah, we, we couldn't figure out what to do exactly, you know, which spray, which uh, timing of the day, uh, how to go at it. But so I, I think it's a learning experience because if we think this year was exceptionally bad, uh, the future doesn't look great with the weather changing. Now, winemakers, you mentioned sugar content. That's what you're looking for. And explain to us why that's important for a wine grape. So sugar content yeah, sugar content is, uh, has a lot to do with the ripening of the grape. The taste, the flavor, the color intensity, the pigmentation. So sugar is the easiest thing to measure for us. But along with sugar, you have color, tannin, flavor, and so on. So... Um, as soon as the clusters turn pink to red, uh, then we go out in, in the field, we collect cups of fruit every field, and then we start to chart the increase of sugar. So we start testing at about 15%, and then within a couple of weeks, it's 17, 18, 19, 20. Right between 20 and 22, we feel like it's time to pick. In Washington State, Oregon, California, they will pick at 24, 25, especially this year because of the drought. But in Wisconsin, if we get 22, uh, we are ecstatic. It's good. So that's what we measure. That's how we uh, decide when to pick the grapes. Okay. And your grapes don't just go to make wine, right? Are grapes used in brandy as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So... When we started the distillery uh, way back in 2010, our intention was to uh, do brandy. And brandy is made from grapes, uh, I would say 99% of the time white grapes grown specifically for brandy, picked early, uh, low sugar content, making low alcohol content and no sulfite. So we picked the grape, the brandy grapes, uh, earlier than anything else, late August. This actually, I think this year we started August 16th or August 18th. We had some grapes ready for brandy. So how long does, I mean, harvest in general go? When are you, you start in mid-August for the brandy grapes? How long do you go then until the harvest is over? 
Uh, so in Wisconsin, we will pick grapes until uh, September 15th, about. And right now, all the grapes that we've picked are into wine. And the ice wine grapes are still on the field and waiting for the freeze uh, sometime in December. So the ice wine, they're grapes that have literally been iced by Mother Nature. Yeah, so we wait for uh, ice wine, legally speaking, has to be picked frozen and pressed frozen. And that's what we do and we've done since 1999. So we are waiting for a a freeze, you know, not just a little frost. Uh, We're waiting for the temperature to be in the teens. Uh, So it's really nice if we have two or three nights um, between 10 and 15 and we can pick around 12, 13 degrees Fahrenheit, it's perfect. Do you have to do anything to the vines to prepare them for winter or do you have to do any winterizing of the grapevines? Winterizing of the vine, not really. However, you know, when we grow grapes to make wine, uh, in Wisconsin we have to be cognizant of the winter. And I think a lot of people neglect that. So you're growing the grape, you're growing the grape year-round, and we want to make sure that they are entering winter in good health. So the right amount of fertilization, the right amount of foliage, the right amount of uh, clean foliage. So we might do one last spray after harvest, making sure we we enter the winter with uh, clean vines. The cleaner the vines they are, the easier it's going to be on the buds to be protected. If you have weak vine, they are going to freeze uh, when we hit the 20 below and the 10 below and so on, and that's how we get winter kill. So if we can avoid uh, winter kill with healthy vine, that's our goal. Can a healthy vine take on a polar vortex or any like of those extreme winter events here in Wisconsin? Yes, we have seen uh, Foch, uh, the 50-year-old vine up on the slope, uh, survive many 35 below. Uh, so the, it it can be done. It can be done. The, the big issue with the polar vortex is in the spring of the year. So if it's, you know, 26 degrees Fahrenheit, um, sometime in April, uh, there's nothing we can do to combat that. So that's, I mean, it's kind of the big issue with most all fruit is that late spring frost that will get you. And you have technology equipment to combat that. You had mentioned earlier that the wind machine. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we track the weather. And, you know, what we've seen in the last few years is um, a warm uh, month of March. So everything buds early, everything gets soft, everything wants to start. And then sometime um, in April and early May, then we get we get hit. So we have two wind machines designed to uh, uh, combat uh, inversion. So when you have the cold air settling from the hills down to the bottom, um, when the temperature hit 35 degrees Fahrenheit, the machine will start on its own, and it's designed to mix the hot and the cold. And, I mean, you sit by the machine, you will see the temperature rise by 4 or 5 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's pretty awesome. So, you know, instead of going down to 26, you might get down to 31, and it's a lot better than 26 for us. And uh, those machines have been around. Uh, they are reliable. Um, and they do a great job. Without this machine this year, we would have lost 
30, 40, 50 percent of the crop. What do winemakers do in the winter when there's no more grapes on the vine? Are you guys fermenting, bottling? Uh, so fermentation is from September uh, through November. Uh, December we have a little bit of a load kind of putting the wine into the barrels starting the aging process of all the barrel aged wine um, and then in the winter of the month uh, winter months January February then we do a lot of bottling and we start with all the big batch you know Prairie Fumé and uh, White Riesling, Blushing Rose all those wines uh, we have 1.3 million bottles uh, to to bottle uh, so we try to do the bulk of that uh, from January to May, June. I want to talk about the other end of the business, the people coming to the winery and then also liquor sales. How was that this year? Uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> Much better than the weather. <laughs> Much better than growing the grapes. Uh, we have been blessed with... Uh, uh, extremely busy weekends. Uh, I mean, starting on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, even Sunday. Um, it, it's been great, you know, and people understand um, that we are short of staff, like everybody. Uh, people love the place, the beauty of the place, the wine, the people. We are very fortunate to be where we are. Lots of support for local brands local wines you know instead of worshiping french wine or italian wine uh, we can do in wisconsin an outstanding job it's been proven i mean we welcome 250,000 people a year um, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome we are blessed and i assume most of your business is in the summer you guys are open through the winter though right yeah, we are open 361 days a year. Um, the busiest would be July, August, September into October. It really slows down in November, but please come in November and December uh, to spread the, the load, uh, the workload for the staff. Um, but um, it, it's great to see the, the support for uh, local wines and local brands. Have you had to adjust hours at all because of staff shortages? Yes, absolutely. We uh, So we used to be open 10 to 5 uh, since the pandemic and um, all the restrictions that we have had here in Dane County. Uh, we are open from noon to 5, 7 days a week. Um, it has helped us to spread the workload. Uh, to be ready for uh, for the customer to come around 12. Philippe, I understand you guys are working on a new machine to help combat weeds. Uh, so the steam uh, weed killing machine uh, right now, let's call it a prototype. Uh, so we bought pieces of equipment uh, from Australia via California. Uh, we had to do a lot of readjusting. Um, we have a guy on site here in our shop that recreated uh, the machine or uh, it's working out slick. Uh, it is killing the, uh, the weeds uh, using steam. Throughout the summer, we were trying to kill weeds that were uh, mature, which uh, is more difficult than if they are uh, young baby weeds. So we are looking forward to that. Uh, our goal is eventually to do away with chemical herbicide um, and not 
and not fighting anybody just for our own uh, something new and different. Okay. Yeah. How does shipping look like for you guys right now? The biggest concern we had is uh, anticipating bottle uh, glass uh, supply. Uh, we are, you know, we are not new at this, so we can project um, sales and production ahead of time. So we have had our glass bottle ordered for almost a year. So, okay. so we are in good shape um, shipping the grapes uh, and the juice from Washington State uh, was a challenge. I mean, we. Uh, the prices that we had to pay uh, is crazy. Uh, I mean, it's a thousand or two thousand dollars more than it would be in a normal year just for a truckload uh, it, when we can find the truck. So it was challenging. That's Philippe Cocard, the winemaker and owner of Wollersheim Winery and Distillery. He says aside from those challenges, they're looking forward to their upcoming slate of new releases, new menus, and the first taste of the 2021 vintage this month. The distillery is also releasing a new whiskey and a new bourbon. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.